people it's witty banter episode number 44 44 44 i'm one of your hosts chase williams to my right it's on a door set and to my left is the tall cool drink of unconventional opinions forrest colada what's up friends how's it going i like the introductions today glad to be back i work on them i do i try my best yeah man how many episodes have you been on now? Like, I think it's my fourth. Nice. That's a big That's number. Good. That's solid, man. That is a good number. That's a good slice of the Woody Banter collection. I'm probably like right behind Max in most I most think you might guess. be tied or ahead of him, honestly. Really? Yeah. Look out, Max. four for Max, yeah. I think they both go about, about 10% of the episodes. It's pretty good. That's pretty nice. Well, we're glad to have you back because it's always fun to have Forrest on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pregnant oh, pause. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, <laughs> sure, it's fun. What's also fun? Drinking beer. It is. We do that every time we have an episode here. Hunter, tell me about the beer today. Okay, so the beer that we're checking out today is from Firestone Bre- Fire- Firestone Walker Brewing Company. And it is called the Double Jack Double IPA Proprietor's Reserve. Okay. Proprietor's Reserve. It is triple dry hopped. Okay, hold on. Now, you should know what that means, right? What is what is dry hopping? Dry hop, it's when you add the hops, right? Mm-hmm. So I would think that that means that you Wait, put it in later, right? Uh-huh. Which means it's mostly just going to be in the smell. Boom! Somebody's been paying attention. <laughs> Boom. That's okay. that's money okay. right there. Answer a question for me, and this might be an obvious one, but what does reserve mean? I think that's it's just a, that's marketing speak. I'm sure it's like a resume thing. It try to make it sound like it's a special yeah, brew. Yeah. Sure. Oh, this is the the reserve. reserve. Yeah, I don't think it has like actual beer clout as far as okay. Word. I feel like it could, but like for this, probably not. I did some wine tasting with my parents over the holidays. Um, and, Good for you. And one of the the bottles, one of the better bottles, was the reserve version of one of the other ones, and we did some comparisons. It probably means they aged it more or something like that. Okay. So it's 9.5% ABV, which is solid. I mean, I think we're going to get nice and loopy from this one. Toasty. And on the front cover, I don't know if you can see this. It's pretty awesome. It's It's a lion. It's a lion and a bear about to duke it out. Okay, well, so that just leads us <laughs> to speculation right now. Who wins in a fight, a lion versus a bear? A bear, easily. Easy? Why just, easy? Because he's like a ton, and the lion can't pack as much of a punch as Lions, the bear. Well, uh, You're talking about a nimble, ferocious killing machine. I think the, the lion is more nimble and quicker, but the bear is just like, he's, Don't he's too powerful. the strength of a lion, dude. Have you seen the muscles? Well, it's like the mountain versus the viper. I guarantee it's you true. that a bear is stronger than a lion. No. Stronger, maybe certainly just because of mass, but who do you think is going to win? In body mass alone, maybe the bear, but uh, no. We're going to come to a conclusion at this by the end of the show. We're going to do some research. I think we should do it at halftime. By I, uh, I, I think, think we should each the, come back. Fine. I think we, get, <laughs> we, we each get stat. one stat that we bring in after <laughs> halftime. Okay, I'm down with that. Okay, great. <laughs> good, all right, good. So do the beer. The beer's good. Yeah, can, give me what you all are smelling. I haven't really gotten anything. So. Good. Besides it just kind of smelling weird in here ever since Hunter came home, it's the uh, the hops 
come through so strong. First time I poured it, I wasn't even really close to it, and I could just smell the hops, um, which is a great smell. I enjoy the smell of hops. It's very piney. You know, it smells like a like a pine wood forest. This one's very sharp. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I will say it it does it smells like hops. It doesn't smell yeah. like special. You know, it's not like a it's straightforward. Yeah, it's just a super hoppy beer. Now, um, the flavor. It tastes like a super hoppy beer. It tastes kind of woodsy, you know, mm-hmm. that pine lemony. All, not yeah, lemony. Lem- there's yeah, a ci- actually, yeah, there's like, a citrus yeah, we aspect, lemony to it. citrus thing in there. But it's not too bitter, since they did all the dry hopping. You know, most of that bitterness is gone. So so far, it seems like a pretty easy to drink um, beer, considering its alcohol content, with a really robust smell. And kind of a, a nice after aftertaste. I'll tell you, man. I think that the I gotta fact, hand it to him. You know, I wanna give it to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that this is a nine point five percent, and you know, from the smell, yeah, you get all that hop. I guess originally going in, I'm like, this is gonna be, this is gonna kill, like, be harsh to drink. Yeah, almost. like a bitter bomb. Yeah, and it's not. It really lays off after after you start, like, you know getting your sense about it it lays off it's not like super hoppy in the actual flavoring and it makes it like i think a little bit more enjoyable because it's not it's not that way so sure and i will say that a lot of the times when i drink super hoppy beers i first open them i'm like this isn't too bad but it's also kind of because it's cold yeah if by the end of this episode if this thing's warmed up it might get a lot more bitter so we'll see but this isn't even super cold because we yeah we haven't had it we haven't had it in the refrigerator for a while sure um forest first impressions I think it's delicious. It's got good. I'm. It's it's pretty straightforward to me. It's super super hoppy. You're right. Yeah. But, and the the hop taste is kind of lingering in the aftertaste. Sure. I don't mind it. Um, it tastes pretty pretty straight up to me. No yeah, complaints. That, that's how it is. It's just like you kind of know what you're gonna get, but you're getting it good. Yeah. Stern but fair. Yeah. Stern but fair. <laughs> That's been like your motto recently. I love that. It's Chris, it's Chris Pontius on Jackass. Like, <laughs> whenever they would go through, like, they had this one thing where they went through a bunch of different countries in, like, super fast race cars, and it was, like, super illegal. But <laughs> they just kept getting pulled over by the police, and, like, the Russian police would be, like, super pissed off about, like, all the stuff they were doing. They were like, Russian police, stern. Stern but fair. <laughs> Every time that they got pulled over. So it was funny. That's awesome. Um, we got... Some news to talk about, so let's go and get right into Yay. it. Let's talk news. This is Witty Banter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. We gotta talk about that. You, you no, say let's not talk about you it. say I do the weird beeps. Chase is look, look. been on a on a roll of good beeps lately. I'm on a beep rampage, if you will. <laughs> a beep page. I'd say that the last three episodes, Chase has had some on par fucking beeps, dude. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. All right. It's all that shower practice. It's really it's off. really good, yeah. The, 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 the trick is, is your beeps have to come from the heart. You know? <laughs> like, if you back off on the beeps, then they will hate you forever. They <laughs> will. They, they'll remember. <laughs> okay, so we haven't really talked about like gaming stuff in a while because it's the show's moved away from a little bit. We've I feel like we talk about gaming lately. stuff every time I'm here. Well, that's exactly why I'm bringing it back, all baby. Right. Cool. But I'm not going to get into like super nitty-gritty details. This is like more of the business side of things that... For, for Hunter to speak to. Yeah. I try to play to my audience here. Yeah, dude. Destiny sucks. Boom. <laughs> Let's start that conversation again. Thanks, man. That's all I got. No, That's I agree. I, I know you all agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> okay. So, 
Sony has announced a new three-year plan to return the company to profitability after a series of losses, and it's going to do that by focusing on its PlayStation consoles. Hmm. So the plans that they gave say that uh, they're going to make decisions. The decision they made is to give more autonomy to each of their branches um, in an attempt to reach 500 billion yen in earnings by the 2017 financial year, which we all know yen is like monopoly money. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Right that now, means. right now, we don't really know that <laughs> what that means. So here's what's interesting: is the company is going to split its businesses into three categories, labeled growth driver, stable profit generator, and area on f- area focusing on volatility management. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It just sounds like <laughs> the most businessy of business things. It's Corporate really just speak. like it's literally just like we're gonna split the 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 company into risk, opportunity, and cash cows, which cash is like cows. what every company that's big does. <laughs> so which but. sorry, which one is which there? Um, growth driver, growth drivers. They're going for like big old banging out money. I think it's like like long long event horizon projects that they want to try and grow markets in probably. okay and then there's the stable market one right yeah which is just like churning out an assassin's creed every yeah. year cash or whatever. cows stuff that you know is going to w- work okay so yeah just to finish out the little statement here um so sony's game and network service business which features playstation will be categorized as a growth driver um so in that uh, that's under the umbrella or the mm-hmm. umbrella that it's under uh, Sony now intends to expand the user base of its console platform and PlayStation Network as a part of its plan. Um, comparatively, its TV and mobile communications division will fall into the volatility management category. Hmm. So this doesn't surprise me, right? In fact, it kind of blows my mind that Sony is still having so much trouble. They, they're they in everything, right? They got cameras, TVs. Yeah. Um, they got the PlayStation thing. The reason why I thought this was interesting is just like, cool, man, their gaming division is the one that's like, is it's like the tent pole now when it used yeah. to not be that way. Right. Um, and it's also kind of nice that they, you know, they clearly realize that all their TV stuff isn't really doing much for them. Yeah. It, it's, it seems kind of, sort of weird. I mean, I feel almost the same way, not the same way about Microsoft. I think Microsoft probably has a little bit more like other projects that can stand on their own, but I feel like neither Microsoft nor Sony kind of expected like the consoles to be major pillars of revenue and just stability in the company. Yeah, just to throw a them. stat at you, this was like years ago, so it might have changed now. Okay. But when I read this, um, the Xbox division at Microsoft was like 15% of its total revenue. That's huge. 15% of Microsoft. Yeah, is that's a lot. Massive. <coughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. Totally interesting. And I don't think they expected to take off like that either. I'm sure they're happy about it. I wonder, I wonder what their um, reasoning behind making their their TV stuff of volatile volatility management. Well, that's risk, right? Is that that's to how I would under, assume that to be. Volatile like, means unstable, right? Volatile means like, yeah, it's either going to be really this or really that. Okay. You know? So I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking they're either thinking that's going to be like a home run kind of thing or when you say, t- not. when <laughs> you say TV, are you talking about like, um, Kind of like their their version of an Apple TV sort of device. Well, no, Sony makes televisions, like like they, like straight up televisions, and they also wait. You make, mean like the device, a TV? Yeah, they make. Oh, yeah, they okay. Make, you know, Got they it. make TVs, and they also make like mobile phones and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, no make, one. I thought no you were talking about Sony like the TV, phone. like like production. Stuff. Aren't they making their own like movies and stuff? Well, there's Sony Entertainment. Um, 
pictures and all that. Was that not what that was? That wasn't included in this article, but okay. if I had to bet, that would probably be in Stable Profit Generator. I imagine mm. Sony Sound is like part of most productions to some degree. Yeah, Just I like sound so. engineering. But it doesn't surprise me that... See, when I thought of the volatility management, I thought of it as in like, this is things that we may have to cut the cord on because it's not making us money. And if mm-hmm. we can... Because it's volatility management. It's like, let's, let's manage what's going yeah. on here because it's getting out of control. They and should just move Ubisoft into that category. They don't own Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're partnered with them for all their games. <laughs> Fucking Ubisoft. Um, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're under volatility management because that's where they've been losing their ass these last few few years, year in and year out, is on their t- televisions and all that. No one's buying them. That's weird to me because if anything that I feel safe buying from Sony, it would be a TV because it's a TV. Like, it's not going to... You can't get it wrong. It's just a TV. Like, I don't know, man. There's a lot of TVs out there that get it wrong. You, you like a year and a half later, there's a line that you know the pic the pixels. That has bust. never happened to me. What I mean, do you it do? Happens. What do you do to your TVs? Nothing. I'm just so the controller throw batteries at them. Yeah, thank you, Greg. <laughs> God. <laughs> I just mean like it. They could be made kind of defective. I mean, just like the cheaper ones. Planned all right, all right, that's fair. But Sony shouldn't be making cheap, crappy TVs. If you buy a Sony TV, that's like. You know, it's like buying a Coca-Cola. You know that when you you know what you're getting when you drink a Coke. You know, like you know, I don't. But that's not the association I have with Sony. Really? Like, what kind of TV do you have? We have a ah, Samsung. We got a Samsung and a Vizio. Yeah. And see, honestly, I find Vizio to be in the realm of Sony, where like it's sleek and nice looking and it works, but it feels kind of plasticky and like. I, I know a lot of people like we have a Vizio television at my home in the woodlands, and literally one day it just wouldn't turn on. I could not tell you what kind of TV I have. I, in fact, I bought a new TV about a month ago. It's awesome. It's, yeah. it's way bigger. Destiny looks sick on it. <laughs> it might be a Dynex. I don't know. There you go. Well, Dynex, they got some bargains there. I'm going to go home and it's going to be a Sony, and I'm going to be laughing at you because my dope Sony TV is not in the volatility. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Whatever, man. I think it's. I mean, it's sort of funny how like TVs never really got any sort of like competitive branding, like. Like, like with your phone, like it's sort of a social status thing with like what kind of phone you yeah. have, you know? And it's like, you would think that considering how much time that we spend watching TV on average, but it's that about like what the com- biggest, better TV would like have come from somewhere and everyone's like, I got this TV, it's a 70 inch. And like, that was a thing. You well, know? Like, well, like size matters, but I don't think brand doesn't matter. I, I think it's much. more about the status is like how big it is or now we've got like is your TV fucking curved? Oh, you know? dude, I like, saw... Those are weird. <laughs> they're interesting, right? Yeah. Did you sit in front of one? Yeah, at Best Buy. I was like, this doesn't look like something anybody needs, but all right. But don't you think it's weird that we don't have like an app, like an iPhone of TVs, sort of? It, I mean, it kind of sounds like a missed opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. for a company to like swoop, swoop in and do it. But at the same time, I feel like everyone needs a TV, much yeah. in the way that everyone needs a phone. And like, though you might get the highest end iphone there's still going to be every every everything in between exists too yeah you know it it is getting to the point where phone designs are pretty homogenized though like most phones just look like iphone clones now Mm -hmm. more or less yeah it's sort of like the way that the controllers for xbox one and ps4 well, sort of merged a little bit. Yeah, no, they're just, and that's a good thing. You know, they're becoming more universal. So when you pick up a PS4 that you haven't touched yeah. since you had a PS2, mm-hmm. like like me, I can I can play it just fine. I'm not like, oh, which where's X again? Like, you know. Yeah, and even if you're going across consoles, yeah. it's not as big of a jump. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, but it's pretty hard to differentiate televisions. 
they, those all look the same. Well, that's my yeah. point. Like that's that's the reason why I don't think brand matters that yeah. much. It's a TV, and what I'm saying is like a TV is a TV. Sure. You know, if it gets aligned at it, all right, you got a problem. It's never <laughs> happened to me. Uh, I buy good TVs. Apparently, he knows how to <laughs> sniff them. <laughs> he shakes the box. This Even one's <laughs> good. I can tell this one was made properly. This one's got bruises. <laughs> yeah. How did you handle this thing? All right, uh, we're going to stay in the Sony realm of things here. A new report from research firm Strategy Analytics says, or not says, okay, the report guesses. It reports. Guess. It reports. <laughs> Sony will move 80 million PS4 systems globally by 2019 compared to Microsoft's 57 million Xbox One systems. Uh, they proclaim that PlayStation 4, quote, is on path to redu- reproduce the success of the PlayStation 2 and the, and the Nintendo Wii, in quotes. And this was by what year? 2019. Wow. Uh, the firm points out in its report that the PS4's current standing at around 18.5 million units shipped in the first year on sale um, is fairly close to where the PS2 was at its first year, which was 20.1 20, 20. million and by comparison, at the same time in its life cycle, the PS3 was at 10.5 million. So that's an outlandish number to predict. 80 million is huge. Is that more than any other console? Uh, the most, like the most selling console of all time, is the Wii at a hundred. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. What? I thought it was a PS1. A hundred point nine million. Was the million, Xbox 360? No. A hundred point nine million units the Wii sold. The Wii. The Nintendo Wii. It's not that hard to, to I mean, think yeah, it, it is. No, <laughs> well, it's, it's cheap, man. Think about it. It was cheap and it freaking lit on fire the casual market. Mm-hmm. People bought the Wii to play Wii Sports and they played Wii Sports Wii for, fit. For, for four months and then they put it away. Mm-hmm. You know, and then by the end of its life cycle, it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. That thing, it's, yeah. That's weird. Units. But I, I totally thought that you said that the highest selling um, consoles were PS1 oh. and PS2. See, I've been sitting, I've been sitting over here feeling bad for Nintendo, feeling like they're not like competing. Yeah, they're <laughs> sucking right now. I think they do. They're on, uh, they're not in a good state for sure. But they're also like sitting on so much money, it's stupid. Yeah, they have a lot of reserves, which can go away quickly if you don't, if you keep letting this continual like weirdness with the Wii U happen. Like, who knows? Speaking of the Wii U, throwback to one of our previous episodes together. I told you I didn't know what it looked like because yeah. I've never seen one. I saw one. I played the new Smash Bros. I still don't remember what the thing looked like. I mean, it looks like a rounded oh. Wii. I saw, I saw the thing, and I've forgotten it already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the essence of what the Wii U is. <laughs> Just forget about it like 30 seconds later. But still, 80 million uh, units in 2019. For me, I was like, damn, that's a huge prediction. But at the same time, it feels... Pretty probable with the momentum that the the console has already, and that's without um, a dearth of its first party games coming out yet. You know, it's basically gotten to where it's gotten now, riding off of its, you know, its branding in the beginning compared to Microsoft's missteps, and then its undying support with indie PC games that have come over to, that have given you something to play, coupled with an amazing um, free games with PlayStation Plus. Thing. And since, you know, that framework is already laid, once the good stuff gets to it, I can mm. see it, you know, just, just exponentially growing. Yeah. That's essentially claiming that they are going to be claiming 75% of their revenues from here on out uh, from what they expect from that, which means that they only got 25% from the first year and a quarter. 
which is sort of surprising. I feel like I feel like there would have been more people jumping on board earlier, and then maybe it you know just kind of like ling- I mean, lingering at the end. But I mean, they're saying that like seventy five percent of what this thing is going to generate is from here on out. Well, I mean, eighteen point five million is not a small number of people jumping on, though. You know, but in comparison to eighty million over the life cycle, I mean, it's, it's only like twenty five percent or less than twenty five percent. But it's also a four-year prediction. So, I mean, I guess if it kept doing the same numbers, yeah, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think that, I like, if you'd have told me at the start of the PS4, you know, console release that they would have had a lifetime sales worth of 80 million consoles, I totally would have believed you. Would? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. <clears throat> awesome. <laughs> That's pretty badass. Good I like to go on record and say this is the squeakiest chair I've ever sat I in. I know, dude. The other day, I literally like got up, went to the bathroom, and came back, and it was like still squeaking to get back into position. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. It was tripping me out. I was like, dude. I'm trying not to like do it too much, but... When you sit down in that chair, Mark Wahlberg sits with you. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Dark Wahlberg. Dark freaking Wahlberg. I don't know what that means. <laughs> You'll <laughs> learn. <laughs> You'll learn in due time. Wahlberg sits with you. All right. Last news story. Hashtag band name. Hashtag band. No, Dark Wahlberg is a great band name. Yeah. Um, yeah, you like that, don't you? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I do like that. That's a good one. Okay. Um, Apple Inc. has Here apparently been working secretly on a car, and it's pushing its team to begin production of an electric vehicle as early as 2020. <laughs> Why not? Why, why not? It un- so <laughs> the article that I read was like early as 2020 really underscores underscores the project's aggressive goals um, and could set the stage for a battle for customers between Tesla Inc. and General Motors Company, uh, both of which who are targeting a 2017 release of an electric vehicle that can go more than 200 miles on a single charge and cost less than $40,000. Now, this just really get this news challenged in my mind the thought that, you know, Apple was a computer company that specialized in design where now mm. it's more of like maybe they're a design company who is all who's specializing in computers right now mm-hmm. um are you guys what is, i mean just gut reaction to hearing news that apple's working on a car i mean that doesn't surprise me at all that sounds like something that has been coming for a while and i mean we haven't seen like mock-ups or any kind of design yet yeah, i mean I've, I've seen an onion article that was pretty funny and, yeah. and you know it's it like <laughs> listed all the features you know it's like um, they they list all the usual like kind of Apple things like every time you switch gears it asks you to pair to iCloud, and then one of the th- one of the things just said cup holder, cup holder. <laughs> but I yeah I think it's gonna be obvious too, I th- or I thought it was kind of obvious for Apple to do, but I think that twenty twenty is a little um, it's a little ambitious. I don't think that they'll be able to get what? like actually I don't think that they'll be able to get all of the regulations that they need and I don't think that they'll be able to like actually mass produce these and get them into people's hands by prototype though by 2020 I think they totally prototype they said in production so potentially making the car in 2020 but they also said they have been they have been secretly working on it prior to this news release so it's Mm -hmm. not like they're just starting today this is kind of like beside the point but I mean it's it's sort of interesting do you think the car is gonna be like smart car looking or more like the Tesla like well, that's see, a nice car well, that's what what the I ladder. think is like when I think Apple car 
just the sort of non-creative assumption I make is like, well, the inside is just going to be like a giant iPad and all that. But <laughs> I'm like, just picturing an iPhone on wheels. Like. Exactly. <laughs> but to be, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be this like high-tech luxury car because if they're aiming for that 40000 and below market, they can't like trick it out with all of the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they need it to be a little more practical. But as far as the design, I would hope that, I don't want it to be cheesy. You know, I don't want it to be like gimmicky, where it's just like we're going for this future-looking car. But, Apple car. But when has Apple ever made anything that you were like cheesy? The ever. watch. No, dude. The watch is a yeah. cheese ball. Yeah, the watch is a stupid piece of equipment. <laughs> that thing anyway, looks so that's dumb. besides the point. But what I mean is, like, I don't, <laughs> want, I don't want it to be like the. You, you see some of like the, not the smart car, but there's there's these weird. I can't remember the damn name of the car that I'm thinking of. Like but the new i3 the BMW Cube or the Honda Element. Yeah, that's like I. That one in particular, I actually like the design, mm-hmm. but that is very a very unconventional look. And yes. I just don't want it to... I feel like that's a double-edged sword. You don't so. want them to play too much on the design. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it, if you want to be the future, you be the future rather than trying to predict what the future is going to look like because you always end up looking wrong right. Yeah, dumb. that's a good way to put but it. That's like what Apple does. They literally like set the future. Yeah, exactly. But so do do that with the car rather than like mm-hmm. be like, it needs to look like you know aliens are driving yeah. it. Yeah, so possible caveat to this. Sure. Uh, there is an investor that was very well, you know, published and praised that uh, predicted that he thought Apple would buy Tesla for seventy-five billion by the end of this year. I don't think so. Which I don't really think so either. But imagine, imagine if Apple bought Tesla and then started doing their car stuff. Uh, that would honestly, I wouldn't want that to happen. You would want the com- competition to help fuel. The I would fire, want the competition, kind of. and at that point, it would just further. This is going to be an, an odd comparison, but I think my point is going to be the same. When they bought Beats, yeah, I was like, great, they're not making their own shit anymore. They're just buying the stuff that's making money. I don't want them to just, oh, well, the, that car is going to be kicking off, so let's just add that to our portfolio with this big lump sum. I would rather them be like, let's get the competition going. You know, like yeah. Let's, yeah. let's make this a – if you have these three companies, GM, uh, General Motors, Tesla, and Apple fighting over this new – Market of cars, yeah, like future that's exciting. Cars. Does GM make uh, one of the electric cars? Not yet, but in this article, they said that there is a GM and Tesla are both working on a car that's supposed to be under forty thousand by around twenty seventeen. So, so an economy class Tesla. Basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I mean, what are you gonna do with a market capitalization of over seven hundred fifty billion dollars? Like, what are you gonna put your money into? Research. But just research, like you have to buy some like surefire things that you know, like Beats. I uh, think is a super is... solid thing for Apple to buy, even if it, even though it was like it sucked its first year. I'm pretty sure it was like just straight losses. But like I don't know, it just seems smart to me because it's like everyone has just totally gotten on the Beats train for some reason. I don't have, I don't own Beats. I don't I, mean, I don't like Beats. Either. I don't. Yeah, they're, I'm not about the. They're beats. way overrated. But I don't know. It just seemed like a smart I don't know move for them. Like when you have oh, so yeah. much cash built up, backed up, you can't just sit on it. Like yeah. you have to do stuff beats. with it. Yeah. yeah, you can do stuff, and the stuff you do can be new stuff. It I would, have th- I would be... buy Tesla and make new stuff with Tesla. Well, see, I, I don't Apple. think Elon Musk would ever sell Tesla. First of all, really? Oh no way! There's a price point for everything. <laughs> Not on ambition. Yeah, but anyway, we've also over the past year in this podcast have consistently been like Apple's. 
products are like kind of stagnating in design? When are they going to come out with the new like? When's the new iPhone going to happen in terms of like radically changing things? And mm-hmm. even though electric cars are happening already with Tesla, but do you think this is an opportunity for them to really like recapture the magic that they had when they literally changed the world? You know? Yeah, I totally do. I think it could, I. I think it'll either be a huge letdown or like a, or like a complete reassurance that Apple is like the songbird company of our generation, you know? Now, I mean, now I'm just thinking about the first time I'm going to see one of those on the road. I'm going to like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like when I see a Tesla, you know? Like, <laughs> seeing a unicorn. See, okay, my, the guy who owns the recording conservatory where I go to school, he drives a Tesla, so I see it every day, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of just like, lost its magic there's that thing and like for some reason there's 20 of them driving around over on city park road where that studio is yeah. i get it's a wealthy area so they all have teslas <laughs> i'm kind of desensitized to the tesla now i like it i love the tesla i oh, mean it's a beautiful car it's a very beautiful car the new one that they're making is even slicker but really? to me it's just like you have all of these old style um just super sports cars like ferrari and lamborghini and maserati and all that and those are all like amazing top of the mountain where if you can get one of these it's like man you've made it (laughs) earned it or something right and in a way i'm looking at these new badass teslas as almost like our generation's version of it is a ferrari it's like a jaguar yeah where where you get to spend if it's not cheap but it's also so new and different that it's almost like it's, it's almost like you get to be different. You don't have to buy the Ferrari anymore. You can get the, the Tesla, you know? I don't know. Did you know that Tesla, when you ha- when something goes wrong with your Tesla and you have to get it worked on, they give you another one to drive around in, while they work on yours? I, I went to the st- my, my uh, not boss, but the, the guy who owns our studio, uh, his is black. And I showed up to the studio one day, and it's red. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Is that just like a setting on the dashboard? Yeah, like, what happened to it? Did did he just swap it out? And I was like, no, they're just working on mine. So they just gave me this one that was lying around. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so cool. But yeah, That's, that's mean, customer service right there. There it is. <laughs> I, I, you know, I read uh, that article that I read about this whole Apple thing uh basically said that like this is exactly what investors want because the big thing for investors and analysts has been that they think that you know apple's just been riding the coattails of its iphone for too long and that like there's not really a whole lot of like assurance that they'll be able to come up with like the next big thing yeah and like venturing into the car market which is like kind of floundering at the moment but there's also like this real like it looks like we're at the brink of something in the car market. It's like a, the seed has been planted. Yeah, something something is, is going to happen in the next like four or five years in the car market that's just going to like everyone I feel like is going to get on board with. And I think Apple like trying to ride that wave is perfect. It, it, what's exciting about that too is not just the car itself, but all car companies have tried and tried to integrate the iPhone or any smartphone into the system of it. My yeah. car kind of does it. It's not great. It works all right. Imagine how perfect an Apple Car's integration with your mobile devices would be. You could put your iWallet on there, and it'll like pay tolls for you right away. Yeah, yeah, hands oh. free out that booty. Yeah, exactly. You just get in and say, "What up, Siri?" And she's like, "Shall I start your car?" And you're like, "Hey, I need to go to work." And she's like, "Routing the quickest route. Look out for traffic here." I put your butt warmer to seventy three percent, just like you yeah. like it. Exactly. She remembers your butt warmer yeah. settings. You know what? That's you take awesome. care of my butt so well. Too. <laughs> it's totally possible that she by keeps the time, her marble safe. yeah, my marble, <laughs> singular. Um, <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> that requires some explanation. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, it's like it, Mark Wahlberg of his it's, car. It's totally uh, also requires possible that by the time this car hits the markets, that it will be able to drive itself. That yep. Google car drives itself, which I don't know how I feel about that. There's been more. Um, Damn it, man. Darian just told me about this story. There was some other prototype car that did like a 300-mile trip on its own. And mm. like there's more and more companies around the world that are starting to make their own their own thing. Oh, you better bet your bottom dollar that Apple will be one of, if not the best, at implementing that into their new cars. But it's inevitable that the, that car is going to kill somebody at some point. Sure. Right? It's inevitable that people die every day on the road. Yeah. yeah. You know? But I mean... <laughs> No, I, I yeah, no, that's true. But I just mean it's inevitable that someone will sue them for an accident. Yes. Yeah, it's going know. to be a interesting like cusp moment where how is this going to play out? Because yeah, you're right. I think that's gonna like there's gonna be problems. Think bad things are gonna happen. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, people are gonna be like, "Do you trust Skynet to drive the car around?" You know. <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk has done a pretty good job at tiptoeing around the liability uh, issues regarding that because it's still like. Like, the the way that they have it implemented into a lot of their Teslas right now is it's like, um, you can do it hands-free, but ultimately you're still inspo- responsible for, like, keeping the car where it needs to go. Wait, the Tesla can drive itself? The new one. The new ones have, like, hands-free capabilities. Like a hands-free mode. They're, wor- they're basically working on integrating this. It's just that can't account for the wasted dude in the pickup in front of you swerving into your lane. But like, you can't but account but for that hardly again, either. Exactly, but then again, that's not the car's fault. That's their fault, right? Yeah, sure, but you could... if I just mean, like... The first rule of driving is two hands on the wheel, sure. you know, like, and if you're sitting there just like, like, dude, I drove, I drove by a car the other night that had about 10 TV. And that's not an exaggeration. They had about seven to eight, t- maybe to 10, 10 to 10 <laughs> TV monitors in their car. And this was like a junker too. Clearly they just thought like, Hey, it was like a pimp my ride exactly, car. Yeah. And there was some rap video playing in it. And there was one in front. Like, they basically replaced their windshield with a TV. So if you're just sitting there chilling in the car, you can't be that human, that necessary human element to predict the drunk guy with the Confederate flag on the back of his car swerving into your lane. The idea is, is that if you're paying attention, which is really the rule, the rule isn't really hands on the wheel. But why pay attention if the car drives itself? Well, I think you make a good point. I, I, right now, you're still forced. It, the The cars don't drive themselves. Essentially, they essentially they like kind of go on autopilot. They're, yeah, they keep you in your. It's lane like they can stuff. read signs and stuff, and they'll make sure that you're not like swerving out of your lane and stuff. But you're ultimately still responsible and and liable for how, because like if something does happen, they basically have it to where like when you put your hand on the wheel and do something like it does it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you can still respond to things even when it's in autopilot mode, but. Yeah, I, I think that Apple will be the ones that will figure that kind of stuff out. And, like, you can definitely bet with the way that Apple has, like, lawyers and legal stuff set up that they are not going to let themselves get, be on the hook for a bunch of liabilities like Siri's that. got insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Flow, you're out of a job. Thank God. All right. Good talk, boys. Let's take a halftime and get our beer versus line facts straight. Beep, beep, beep. All right. We'll be right back, guys. Boop. This is Witty Banter. Don't forget to follow us at Witty Banter Show on Twitter and shoot an email over to wittybantershow at gmail.com. 
And we're back. Brinkley Bugger. Brinkley Bugger. Prickly Bogart. Hopeful Eidolon. Oh. The prickly Bobberts that you have mentioned previously most indeed. Ooh, Christoph Waltz, right? Dude, have you seen uh, Taron Killam's Christoph Waltz impression on SNL? No. It's so it good. good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. All right. Is it as good as this beer? How do we feel about it? I feel great about it. It is a good beer. You have destroyed yeah, your Yeah, you really went through that one. Yeah, I went through it. We're gonna have a. We're gonna have a. Well, see, the thing is, I usually come into this this whole situation a couple beers deep from Tyson's Tacos. It's true. And they boned us today and did not have free <laughs> beer. <laughs> have nothing. What? Yeah. Anyway. You can't be saying that on air, man. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, you're a beer, silly. You're a silly boy. I enjoy this beer. <laughs> I enjoy this beer as well. <laughs> it hasn't really changed any from the initial open. I think it's gotten a little more bitter for me. Okay. The aftertaste is a little more bitter for me. But it, it's still, it's like, it tastes like hops bitter. It's not it's, just purely dry hop. It's not like bitter and that's it. It's like a little bit of bitter with your hop. I find it this really... the most like unhelpful yeah. thing I've ever said. Uh, <laughs> I find it really like refreshing though. I mean, just whenever you get an I, like a double IPA like this, it has such, you know, strong alcoholic content, but it doesn't weigh on me. Like I, I don't drink it being like, wow, this is really alcoholic. It's mm-hmm. just like... It's smooth. Is, yeah, it's smooth. It's fine. For me, it works. <laughs> the thing about the beer, <laughs> good man. I enjoy it. All right, we, we got to get our facts right. We're Look, putting our facts on the table. Guys. Fact number one: Bears do <laughs> so. Not- this isn't a fact. Okay. What do you want to say? Okay. All right. I'd like, I'd like to I'd like to preface our discussion by saying we just watched a video of a lion and a bear fighting, and the bear ran away like a little bitch. Yes. It was like you half the size of a normal bear. It was a smaller black bear. Anyway. Fact number one. Okay. Bears are not accustomed to fighting prey their size. They eat salmon and little small animals. They aren't used to taking on things like a lion, where a lion will go off of, they'll go after big ass animals. Lions hunt in packs. That's why they go after bigger animals. Do they? I would say wait, 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 lion, wait, 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 I've watched a lion documentary, guys. <laughs> I'm an expert on lions. But no, they, in fact, the male lions usually don't do that much stuff. No, they stuff. don't. Like they sit around. packs of women usually just doing all the work. But Who had to say that the lion fighting had was not a lioness? Okay. Because it had a mane is, in the video we just watched. Yeah, the mane was the one that we just watched. But I think... I think that you're right that the lion has the upper hand as far as like the competitive nature over the bear. The second he sees the bear, it's like we're fucking doing this. Yes. The bear's like shit. I got. Sure's like myself. he's like I gotta get his wits together. Excuse me, you can't say that on the air. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this set of this set of little uh, bulletin, and it's about polar bears. Okay, it says although the polar bears are massive animals, it is really their bite force that makes them so strong at 1,200 pounds per square inch. This on top of their incredible size and enormous strength. In fact, it can kill basically any ba- animal with just one swipe of its paw. Let me ask you this, okay? What good is a good is a big bite strength when you can't catch what you're trying to fight? Oh, you think that he can't put his his I'm gnarls you, around? Right a... now, the lion is so much quicker in an omnidirectional fashion. Yes. That it is going to dance around this bear. Dance. I think that you are. 
not giving the bear enough in its quickness, man. It can run 40 miles an hour. It can run straight in 40 miles an hour, but, but it can't be that like... That says to it, though. And it's like I bet a I bet a bear can like swat at you pretty quick if it wants. Like, yes. I mean, it'd take your head off if it was just like... Yeah, and, and That's what I'm saying. All I need is just a big like roundhouse. Okay, you know? first of all, lions are made out of steel. They're <laughs> rock solid. They're not wolverines. Second of all, you're, when you say that they've got big dope-ass claws, I get that. So do lions. And lions' teeth are nasty, man. But like bears, like stand up on their haunches and like and just defend. Meanwhile, the lion is just dancing. See, and not doing anything. If I were a bear, <laughs> it comes in, ba, 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 and it, it goes out again. If I was a bear, this is how I would handle the lion situation. The lion's running at me. I let him jump at me and maybe maybe grab on. I sacrifice. You know, he's biting into I'll my take neck. It. Then I just fucking like fall on him. Boom. Crush Sumo him. him. And as one of the quickest agile beasts in the world, it gets right up and then gets your jugular. How do you get up when there's like two tons of a bear on you? Are you saying that if we had a normal cat in here right now and you like tried to put it down and you were like trying to chase after it and, and wrestle it down to the ground, that thing is gonna give you some grief. That's true. Cats they do are, have feline, yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a freaking like seven hundred pound cat. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about an 800, like a ton teddy bear. Exactly. I would, the big lovable teddy bear. So we're clearly undecided still, I guess. Winnie Banter Nation, email in and you tell us who would win in a fight, the bear or the lion. Okay. We will tally up the votes and we will read them on the next episode. Okay. Okay. Now, Forrest, every time you come on, we have to do Dopey Definitions. Yes. Thank God. So we're going to bust right into that. It's Dopey Definitions time. You guys use, like, big words. Yeah. Literally gigantic. Dopey definitions. Booyah. Last time we did it, it was quite the spectacle. You and I tied, right? If I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it went between there was a lot back and forth with you guys, and then after that, I we were tied, and then we tied again. It was crazy. Now, yeah. here's the deal. I want to settle this blood feud between you and Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Amber Luck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's her birthday today. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, wow. I don't just know it or happy anything. Birthday, but Amber Luck. Happy birthday to Amber Luck. Splitting up me and Forrest since first grade. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. You guys are you guys are good dopey definition players. So I stepped it up. These are tough words. Oh man. These are Come freaking on. goofy words. All right. So we're gonna get started. I would like you guys to Rochambeau for who goes first. Okay. All right, now, do you guys shoot on Rochambeau? Oh, we shoot. shoot, and we, we're just going to do one. Okay. Okay, so. Rochambeau, shoot. Dude, oh! I, I messed it up, dude. I, you just wow. told me there was a sh- I'm sorry. It's you, cool. You, no, again. no, You're you win. You win. I, by default, He's I messed conceding. it up. He's I concede. You pick if you go first Give or second. Give me a good man? Okay. That's my fault. Um, I will go second. Second. All right. He's throwing me under the bus. Okay. He's throwing me under the bear. You got to take the defensive doing. role, you know? Forrest, your word is gongoozler. Gongoozler. Yes, it is a noun. Gongoozler. <laughs> you think that's funny? I do. A gongoozler is obviously a double-sided sword used by samurais and ninjas in ancient China and Japan. I think those are called katanas. No, no, that's a single... <laughs> it's a double katana. A gongoozler <laughs> is a double katana. Okay. So it's a weapon for sure. It's a weapon for sure, it's and, it's, feudal Japan. and it's used for murking lions and bears. If you have Would to, murking each other. Gongoozler. So I'm I'm uh, responding to gongoozler as well, right? I think a gongoozler is going to be like a person that does. Um, I'm pretty sure a gongoozler is a 
person that basically likes to use uh, like ruses and kind of like almost like not seduction, but less like manipulation in like order a con to make, artist? yeah, like in order to make things go in his way, and like he gone goozled you. Oh, way, you know, this is a this is a tough sell here. Okay, because one of you is like half right. Okay. Okay. And that person is Hunter. Damn. Mm. A gongoozler <laughs> is a person. Okay. It's an idle spectator. I don't think I get that one. I think me. I think you win. I think you get that one. All right. So the point goes to All Chase. Right. The proctor gains one. Okay. The yeah. dealer. All right, Hunter. The gongoos. <laughs> the gongoozler. Look at that gongoozler just not contributing. He's gongoozling. I. Right <laughs> okay, Hunter. Your word is bathycolpian. Oh, easy. So I'm gonna need to hear that one more. Bathycolpian is an adjective. Bathycolpian. Yes. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a bathycolpian. It's an adjective. So, I think that it is. Describe something. I'm gonna say that it's when somebody is like gullible, and it's when like you don't have the ability to be able to decipher when something is like not serious or not you know like you're just gullible you kind of just like believe in everything okay like you're like you have a bathycolpian demeanor so you just kind of believe everything interesting i'm gonna say that bathycolpian uh means like of a pious nature it means you're religious or spiritual respecting of the lord or Mm. or of the institution Mm. of the church divinity and bathycolpian sure uh you guys are both wrong Dang it. Another point to chase. Wow. Bathycolpian is deep-bosomed or big-breasted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a great word. She was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. She was bathycolpian. It's like, did you see how bathycolpian that chick was? <laughs> Jesus. And she turns around and she's like, hey. I'm an English major. <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, thank you. I can hear you. <laughs> Let's go on a date. Okay. All right, so Forrest, you're up. Forrest. Your word is cagamosis. One more time. Cagamosis. Cagamosis. It uh, is a noun. It's a noun. Cagamosis. Um, that is going to be a gr- a group of it of a small group of plants. Like I- I'm envisioning cacti, uh-huh. but uh, any sort of just uh, grouped foliage. Hmm. Cag- is it cagamosis? Cagamosis. Like, oh, look at that cagamosis of hydrangea bushes. Okay. I need to water that cagamosis. Yeah, that cagamosis is getting uh, pretty limp. Pretty limp indeed. Okay. Hunter, cagamosis. I'm going to say cagamosis is some sort of filtering process, and I think I, I think mosis would refer to, like, a process of sorts, and so I'm going to say that cagamosis would be, like, some sort of some sort of percolation or filtering process that occurs through a uh, through a medium. Hmm. You guys are both wrong. God, Chase. You're just, you just suck, you're slaughtering us, man. <laughs> you're not fun on dopey definitions. <laughs> Bring in the thunder. A cagamosis is an unhappy marriage. Wow. Bring, I'm hosting gonna, Dopey Definitions yeah, next time. Yeah, you're going to bring that on the show? <laughs> hey, as, as if any definition is like the rightful definition for these goofy freaking words we're hearing. That's just sad. All right. Hunter. So I'm first. Yeah, yeah. dang it. Your, your word <laughs> is farctate. Farctate? <laughs> <laughs> your word is farctate. Can you ask how that's spelled? F A R C. 
T A T E. Farktate. It's an adjective. Uh, you would say I am in a farktate. Well, that's a noun. I'm in a state of farktate. Okay. That's not. That's a noun. Yeah, that would be farktation. Hmm. Noun then, whatever. Well, is it a noun or is it an adjective? It's a noun. Well, well, what does it say on the iPad? It says noun. I looked at the wrong. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to do my job, man. <laughs> a farktate. I'm going to say a farktate is... I'm going to tell you right now. Um, Can we get some help or something? I mean, yeah. we're just getting owned right we're now. We're going to get some help here. It's possible that we were in a farktate today. Hmm, okay. I've got it. I know this one. Okay. So I'm going to say a farktate is some sort of establishment. And I'm going to say it is... Relating to the consumption of food. I'm going to say that a farktate is a a disappointing situation. You know, for instance, where you show up expecting free beer, and there is none. Why do you insist? <laughs> Forrest gets negative one point. Negative one point for Forrest. For what? And Hunter gets... You know the uh, the secrecy oh. around Oh, it. that's why you told me not to talk. Oh, I yeah. thought it was because I said boning. No, Secrecy. boning is fine. Oh, my that's, bad. That's green. That's I didn't say... Yeah, oh, all right. Well, good. either way, it's a disappointing situation. Okay. Sure. Hunter gets the point. Boom! God damn it. Mostly because you said it had to do with food. Oh, okay. Farktate is the state of being stuffed with food. Okay, yeah. I think I get that one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, <laughs> if we can get... Forrest, this is your last chance to even out at zero. All right. <laughs> Forrest, your word is... <laughs> Jumentus. Jumentus? Jumentus. May I get the... And, uh, and this is an adjective as well. Jumentus? J-U-M-E-N-T-O-U-S. Jumentus. And I'm going to tell you right now, you do not want to be Jumentus. Hmm. It's, uh, it's a state of being exceptionally um, unpleasant or douchebaggy. So like a, a just a... Neg- like when this guy comes in the room, it's like, oh my, it's like, who invited that guy? He's ju- the most jumentous guy. I've yeah, he's the most jumentous dude of all time. Get him out of here. He's a prickly bogger. He is. I can't stand him. Okay. Your rebuttal, Hunter. Well, clearly, jumentous is, um, I'm going to say it's more of like inauspicious. Like, not. It's not something that you would prefer. It's not a favorable outcome. If you had like a jumentous occasion, it'd be something that went awry in a way. Well, the definition of jumentous is smelling of horse urine. <laughs> you don't want that guy around, dude. I, I get that one. I get that one. You do not want that dude that's, hanging out with that's you. That's true. You can even add a zero. <laughs> Is that the last one? That's the last one. Jesus, man. I guess you win, man. Yeah, Those you, were too hard, Jay. <laughs> Those were really hard. Yeah, no. We need a Jollux or two. Why is there a word for smelling of horse urine? <laughs> Kagamosis. Gongoozler, I like. Gongoozler's good farktate. Oh, no. Uh, Bathyculpian is the, ne- <laughs> is the word of the day. Is for the sure. word of the day. Totally for the word sure. of the day. Big, big breath. I'm going to use that word. <laughs> I'm going to use <laughs> Many times. Guess what? We got mail. No way. We're stopping into the mail. It's, it's mail corner. You're crazy. Now, this first one is very short, but I'm going to read it, and there's a story behind it, right? Good. This is from a guy named Alexander Rodriguez. <laughs> what? We don't know this guy. Are you serious? 
And he simply says, checking in from College Station. And then he gives his little Twitter handle. He says, I'm at Alex08. A-L-L-E-E-X-X-08. Now, hey, Rod, saying what up? Exactly. Dude, now, here's nice. the story. I work with this girl named Charisma at The Rec. Charisma. She has a boyfriend who likes podcasts. Okay. Now, the boyfriend came and visited, and she was like, yo, what's the name of your podcast again? I want to show Mr. Alex here. Give her the link. Turns out, Alex was already subscribed to us no. before Shit. even being told from the link. So somehow we have reached College Station. Wow. That's awesome. So Alex, thank you for listening. Thank you for your email. You are, you are, we are fans of you, Alex. Exactly. Beep, and I, and beep, I gotta tell you, Charisma's dope as hell. Her music taste is awesome. Her favorite Rush song is 2112. Wow. Which means Alex is probably dope as hell, too. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and assume... <laughs> That Alex is dope. Alex, who do you think would win between the bear uh, yeah, and the lion? The and Please the let us know. It would be really dope. It, it would, would really help. help. Actually, Alex, whatever you say is going to be the deciding factor. Yeah. So please. What? I mean, unless I was least. almost going to nix any. If we were just going to have one person respond to this thing, I want to nix that because that's uh, just going to no. be what I mean, Alex says so goes slanted. in this case. Whichever way the the scales tip, Hunter. Just want to give the bear a fair chance, you know. Now <laughs> we got another email. And a few weeks ago, we were we were really like desperate about our email. We're like, man, if you just want to even email us and tell us that like we suck, it's fine. You can, please. Well, <laughs> this email comes from David, our our good buddy. What about Alex? I thought we that was it. He just it was said, just, just it was, he was just saying in. what up. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Cool. What's up, dude? All right, so David. So David, he says you guys suck. Wow. <laughs> Love does, David. Does, he uh, does say that. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a P.S. But then he says, P.S. I hope to hear some more news slash banter about cars and racing because the battle begins March 15th. Oh, don't get hashtag, you started. Hashtag Team Lewis Hamilton. Now, here's the deal. I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> but in the coming weeks before the season, we're definitely going to do a sports segment. I'm down to do it. The state of Formula as One. As long as we don't talk about the practice race for five to ten minutes no. like we did the first time. We have <laughs> found out how not to do that, and we've learned. I was, like, I was, like, totally on board. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do the, the F1 thing with Chase, and Chase was so, like, stoked about it. And he started, like, from the first minute of the practice runs <laughs> and I was like dude like we can't do this on air I got tired <laughs> dude, I was, I, I've been to F1 and I was like there's some cars really That's I can it. totally imagine That's like it. getting into it when I was there but it was like it's incredible I was like it's like wow that's that's the peak fer- of engineering right in front of me Ferrari I, I, I think without <laughs> having like context with, within which to kind of take it to, to chew on it, like not having other people being like, okay, so like this is why I care about this and like this is what's cool about F1. Like if I didn't have people doing that like Chase, I wouldn't give a crap about F1. And I only kindly, mildly give a crap about F1 because he has pretty much highlighted that it is, it's a pinnacle of like human ingenuity, I feel like. I was there with Kevin Moschel. I don't know how well either of y'all knew him in high school. That dude's the car guy. That dude, his car is awesome. He drives like this STI. It shoots fire out of it if he wants it to. It's turbocharged. It's I don't know. It's awesome. And he was like, "Oh, dude, Ferrari, is, uh, it's so sick." And I was just like, "Cars." You know, Forrest. Every time you come on this show, you just you paint this cloud over it. And, That's why we and got then you, you back. keep inviting me yeah. back. That's why we got you back. 
<laughs> anyway, David, thanks for writing in. We got to just talk about how dope David is. First of all, like, can we just say on the record now that he has one of the most magnificent beards of all time? That dude just said you sucked. And this is how impressive his beard is. I am, like, happy to be called that by such a beard. Yep. And I like David. David's David's been a, a really good bud that I met through through Chase and through Darian that has been a real solid dude. Dude, David, he's hilarious one. He can drink like a tank. It's insane. <laughs> he's got this setup, dude. You got to come to his apartment soon. He For Christmas, he got this, uh, like, bar cart like a drink cart thing hmm. where it's like all this nice ass wood he's got all of his like badass glasses and his scotch all set up it's insane sounds like something they would sell on like an adult hogwarts express exactly <laughs> <laughs> anything the off trolley. the trolley dears <laughs> That's what his house is pretty much like, man. Every time we go over there, he's like cooking up jalapeno poppers and shit. David uh, is the bomb. Packet of Drubles, uh licorice <laughs> wand, and a shot of Jameson. <laughs> so thanks for emailing in, guys. If you want to email in and be a part of the show, do what they did and write into wittybantershow at gmail.com. And let's go ahead and put numbers on these beers. Let's do it. Forrest, you go first. All right, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to give this an eight, which is my highest rating of all time on Witty Banter. This okay. is a delicious cool. IPA. Yeah. It's triple IPA, you said? It's a triple hopped. Triple hopped IPA. Well, triple dry hopped. Whatever. But it's a double <laughs> IPA. Du- oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's a double IPA. I don't know what that means. We do. But yeah. I like it. it I mean, essentially, show off? a double IPA? Yeah. I mean, essentially, it just means more alcohol, right? Yeah, but why? How do they do it? <laughs> this is when, you remember when we did the mash? Yeah. And then we sparged water through it to get all the extra sugars. Yes. They don't sparge. You just take the first runnings, oh. which is that super concentrated sugar water. I didn't know in context of the IPA, though. Sparge should be on the next dopey definitions because I don't know what that means. Well, it's not even dopey. You're, you're going you're gonna to be your host in the next one. I, oh, no. I will, okay. look up, I will look up words. I'm going to get you for what you just did to us. But <laughs> uh, yeah, con- concluding thoughts. This is a delicious beer. I would drink this again for sure. Awesome. Okay, great. Hunter, what do you think? I've been kind of on my high horse on beers lately, and for some reason, like, this doesn't... Mean? Like, I've just been giving out some high scores. I just really have. Like, well, all, the, all the recent beers that we've had, I've just been, like, super stoked about them. And this one oh. doesn't really miss a beat, honestly. I mean, I'm not going to give it a 9 in comparison to the last two beers that I gave, but um, I'm going to give it an 8.5 wow. because um, I just don't feel like there are that many IPAs that do a very good job of balancing the hops and the high alcoholic percentage without it being like a bitter fest. Right. You know what I mean? This is the and first time you've ever liked a beer while I've been on the show. You usually really? hate them all. Or Are you like or, me? you hated Scrimshaw. Uh, Scrimshaw is well, right. literally the definition of mediocre. <laughs> yeah, beer. all right, that's that's fair. But usually you, Scrimshaw, Scrimshaw. The, every time you're always like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. I guess it's just cause usually like we always have really good beers on the show. So like, you know, you're saying if I'm the harbinger of bad beers? You're you're the <laughs> yeah you're the what brings you're what brings about the bad beers. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I guess Forrest, we love you. This this uh this beer I think does what I said. It, it's 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 lighter than I sort of anticipated, even with the higher alcoholic content and being triple dry hopped, and being a double IPA. Um, I'm trying to think of a setting that I would maybe put this in. I can see this, this maybe being like an after school. Like I just got done with class for a like long a day. Beer. Yeah, I got done with class for a long day. I just want to watch some basketball and drink this beer. Cool. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. I'm going to sort of piggyback off of what you said, what I think this beer does. The most 
like greatly is um, its high alcohol content doesn't make it feel like heavy and sweet. You know, mm. like this beer is still easy to drink given its incredible, incredible like hot profile, mm. right? Um, it smells awesome. Like the aroma is powerful. You yep. can smell it from a mile away. And yeah. uh, it's a nice one. It, it smells like piney and almost like a hint of like lemon, you know? Mm. It smells like the woods. It's, it's really cool. It does. Now, the uh, the aftertaste has bitter but it's it's the perfect amount of bitter. It's like what I want an IPA to be. You and know? a double IPA, and, I mean. And considering that it is a double IPA and that it doesn't go overboard is where I think it really holds its balance well. Because you think of something like Stone, where mm. it's a single, just it's just an IPA, but it's super bitter, super hoppy. And yep. like this one almost tastes... It, 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 that's like the comparison I'm going to draw. Like that's how hoppy this beer is, but it still isn't quite as bitter, even though it has like this higher alcohol. Yeah. You're not grimacing from this beer at all. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to go with Forrest and give it an eight. Okay, cool. Awesome. This is is the, the most successful beer since I've been been on that I've been on for. Yeah. Cool. Good. Good. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and plug away and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Witty Banter's on iTunes. Search Witty Banter on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Every week when we do an episode, it'll show up in your download queue for free. Beep. If you don't have iTunes, you can go to wittybantershow.com and just download it right off the website. Beep. And then you can follow us on Facebook. Do facebook.com slash wittybanterpodcast to get little updates on what we're doing. Get you know We'll, we'll send out all the videos on there. Prickly Boggart. Prickly Boggart. Speaking of videos, we're also on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, hit search Witty Banter Show or just Witty Banter episode whatever. Our faces will pop up. We're on Twitter. We're at Witty Banter Show. Uh, Hunter's at Diesel Dorset. Force is at Force Colada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one other thing I just had. Oh, yeah. The email. Witty Banter Show at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you want to be a badass. Can I plug one more? Plug it up. I got a show next Friday uh, downtown uh, on 506 6th Street. And uh, it's going to be pretty dope. Casual Interference. I can attest, uh, having worked with Casual Interference, uh, Blake is awesome. I've worked with Hunter. Hunter is awesome. The show will be tight. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'll be there smiling. <laughs> okay, that's all we have. Have a great weekend. Beetle people. Beetle pop. Beetle banner. Beetle people. Wow. Enough. Beep <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>